This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. All right, welcome back in, everyone, to the Go247 podcast. I am Glenn West, the senior writer here at the site, uh, joined by Dylan Sanders, who, uh, you know, we're filming this right now at, uh, let's say, 2 o'clock in the morning. Uh, LSU is just coming off of a exhilarating win. Uh, I don't think there's any other way to put it, or, well, there's probably several ways to put it, but um, exhilarating is one of the first words that comes to mind for me. Uh, the Tigers get the 32-31 win over Alabama in overtime in Death Valley on a Saturday night that will not soon be forgotten. Um, just a, a tremendous, tremendous atmosphere, a tremendous game uh, for all who were there, uh, for all who weren't there, uh, who were watching on TV or listening on the radio, wherever you guys were. Um, you know, it's it's just going to be a where were you kind of game. I think that was one of the first things that popped into my mind after it was over is just a, you know, where were you, what were you doing? What were you, uh, where just, just everything. I mean, it was just a a tremendous, tremendous game. Uh, we're going to break it down here for the next several minutes. We'll touch We'll touch on a lot of different things. A lot of, a lot of stuff that we saw. Um, but just before we get started, uh, make sure you guys are liking on YouTube, subscribing on YouTube, um, on Spotify, on Apple, uh, all that really helps us out here as we really try to grow this thing out. Um, but with that, uh, Dylan and I were on the field for the final five minutes, really, of the first of the fourth quarter and all of overtime. Um, we got a great look at the the final touchdown drive of the fourth quarter for LSU. Um, we were on the opposite side for all of overtime, but you know it was still a just an amazing, amazing uh, performance here by Jaden Daniels from the offense. Uh, you know, the defense really held your held their ground early in this game. I thought their their play was just as equally as important in that first half of keeping Bryce Young and that Alabama offense, you know, relatively at bay, uh, holding them to just six points. Um, just a, a really tremendous all around team effort, which was one of the big things that Kelly said. Uh, after the game, we tried to ask him about individual performances. I asked him about Jaden Daniels, uh, and and he was quick to say, "Look, Jaden was fantastic, but you know, at the end of the day, this was a huge, huge team win. All of our guys were pulling in the same direction. You could see the trust. You could see the preparation at work. Um, just, just for you, Dylan, what are some of the big takeaways uh, that I guess that you have immediately following this game? Um." Brian Kelly can win the big games, I think, mm-hmm. is is the first thing. We were told uh, all year, um, ever since that 
got hired basically like, oh, LSU will be good, but Brian Kelly can't win the big games, and he never has been able to. Um, arguably one of the bigger regular season games of his career, and he walks away with a W against Bama in his first year and um, with a monster decision to, to go for it there. I think we were talking about it beforehand, before the play call. We were like, this is the call. This is the right call. You go for it here. And they did it. And, you know, he showed. We saw it against Alabama. We saw it against Tennessee. He's playing to win games. He's not playing to extend games. And it bit him in the the butt against Tennessee. But now uh, it helped them take down Nick Saban in Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little bit of a background on that two-point play. Um, we were, we were talking about it, um, really like, I think, you know, from just the general feel of the, you know, just kind of everybody around, I think there was a little bit of confusion as to why LSU decided not to be a little bit more aggressive there in that final 20 seconds of the fourth quarter. Um, but you know, I think the, the, the biggest thing for me, um, was what, what the two point play that they drew up, um, was actually one that. Kelly ran in 2014 against Alabama and Nick Saban when they played uh, at Notre Dame, uh, and it was a play that was work that worked, but was called for a penalty uh, at the time. I think it was a it was a pick play or something at the time. It was very similar to what LSU did uh, in this one, um, but they were so close to the line of scrimmage or to the the goal uh, that they were you know the, you know the goal the goal line that. They were able to get that one yard uh, pick play and, and get it to work there with Mason Taylor, uh, send him in motion, flip it out there to the right. Taylor makes a great play. We'll, we'll, we'll get into some of the freshmen who really stood out in this one as well. Um, but just a really uh, aggressive call there for, for, for Coach Kelly. Um, really like the call. I, I think that you're at, essentially at that moment, you're kind of. I wouldn't say playing. I wouldn't say you're playing with house money, but you are uh, certainly in a position that not a lot of people expected you to, to potentially be in. And so, uh, to have the guts to make that call um, and to believe in your guys uh, that they were going to be able to have a, some success on that play, uh, I thought was a, a really great sign of just kind of where this team is, um, how much they believe in one another, um, and, and, and to, to be able to execute that play, I thought was. Uh, a, a turning point, honestly, for this program and kind of where uh, the mentality will be uh, uh, moving forward here. Um, just kind of what were your thoughts, I guess, on um, this the, the the offensive performance as a whole? Because I mean, it didn't start out great. Um, they were they were moving the ball a little bit there in the first half. Just penalties seemed to really de- derail a couple of their drives early. Um, but you know, they they came out and they had timely timely plays when they needed it. Uh, in the third, fourth quarter, and certainly in overtime. Yeah, I mean, the big thing is they they weren't great in the first half, but they answered when they had to answer. And, you know, that's been a thing. You know, we've all seen a million of these LSU-Alabama games. We've seen a million of these games be close. We've seen at the end of games, Bama punch LSU in the mouth and LSU go down for the count. That was different this year. We We've been told... Uh, week in and week out by Brian Kelly that this team is a bunch of fighters and they fought today and they came out with a W and uh, you know, Jaden Daniels, man, what a, (laughs) what a turnaround, what a second, second half of the year. I mean, don't want to get too crazy, but 
keep playing like this with how the rest of the country's shaking out, he might be in the Heisman conversation, which is crazy to think. And I'm yeah. not saying he should be, not saying he should win it or anything right now, but if there is an MVP award, I think that it's hard to find a, a single player more valuable to their team than Jaden Daniels is I'll, to, yeah. to LSU. Look, I'll say this about Daniels. There's not a quarterback in the country that's played better than him the last three weeks. Um, nope, he, not a single one. He has been sensational. Um, and today, uh, what I really, really liked about what Jaden did today um, – was was his running i mean his running ability today really really disrupted what alabama wanted to do defensively um you know we've you know had these conversations before alabama has struggled with with mobile quarterbacks in the last couple of years you know guys being able to really use their legs against the bama defense and um daniels came in i think knowing that a little bit you know he came out and he was aggressive with his rpos uh you know he was pulling tuck pulling and tucking the ball uh, uh early in the game and, and and getting some good gains on that um but you know the 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 fourth quarter run there i think with about four minutes left it was during that drive there where lsu uh went up 24 21 um uh, it, the 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 35 yard run he had to get them across midfield and into some solid field position there um, was an amazing run. I mean, you just go back and look at it. He he was ducking and diving between guys and and, and just did a, a really nice job of of seeing the lanes, hitting them hard, and using that speed to his uh, advantage. And so, really impressed with what Jaden did on the ground tonight. Um, he was he was. I would say he was okay throwing the ball. I mean, he made some good throws. Uh, he, missed he made some strong throws. So his pocket presence was better than it's been the entire year. Yeah. Uh, he did make some really strong throws standing in the pocket, uh, taking contact. And uh, I, I think it wasn't his best game throwing the ball throughout the throughout the year, but it certainly wasn't a terrible game. By I agree. I agree. And look, he made some really timely throws. I mean, that throw to Mason Taylor – uh, for the touchdown, uh, obviously in the fourth quarter was huge. Uh, that was a ball that was right on the money. Perfect it, throw. Yeah, perfect throw. Dylan was right there. He has it on video. Uh, I think he actually tweeted it out that he was. I mean, he was right there, and I mean, the ball was just perfectly placed. Uh, and then obviously the two point conversion was uh, a tremendous throw. A great job of getting out there on the run and, and delivering a, a catchable ball to Taylor. Um, just I, I think there's just there's nobody playing better than him right now in the country. And so that gives you a lot of confidence here as you kind of put yourself in the driver's seat of, of the SEC West. I mean, you look at a t- team like Arkansas, a team like Texas A&M, um, you know, these can certainly be considered trap games uh, in the next couple weeks here. Um, but the way LSU's playing right now, um, you know, it doesn't look like they're uh, in in any kind of uh, danger of having a trap game because of the way that I think Daniels has played. Um, I, I would be remiss if we didn't talk about uh, some of the other offensive weapons that, that stood out in this game. I thought, you know, Kayshawn uh, had some really good moments, some good first down plays. Uh, you can really see that chemistry developing with him and Daniels on a weekend, week out basis. Yeah, um, he led the team in in receiving yards and receptions. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was great. I mean, he, he gave you some good first down yardage, some good catches. Um, uh, Malik neighbors made a great, great over the shoulder catch on Eli Ricks. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll get into a little bit of that, but LSU had their, 
had had some some success against their former cornerback uh, tonight. A couple pass interference calls. Rough, that went against rough second Rick. half for Ricks. Yeah, it was a rough second half indeed. Um, but LSU took advantage of those, and that was one of the things that I came in really uh, preaching. I think I said it in our podcast earlier this week uh, with Sonny. You've got to take advantage of the mistakes that Alabama makes. They are one of the most penalized teams in the country. Um, just looking at it real quick tonight, I believe they had uh, – what was it? How many penalties did they have tonight? Um, so they had nine penalties uh, for close to 100 yards throughout the game tonight. Um, six of those were on defense. And, uh, you know, I think the, the biggest thing, honestly, is when LSU's taking shots and when LSU's throwing the ball downfield – um, it just makes it more you makes me more susceptible to having some of those penalties go against you. And so there were a couple of you know personal foul calls. There was a couple of big pass interference calls, um, and 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 there was a couple holding calls as well. So just a a really uh, great job of this offense continuing to push the ball downfield. Uh, I thought the offensive line held up great. Um, you know, I think it, you know, actually I, I do want to get back to the receivers here for a minute. I thought not only booty, but, uh, Malik neighbors was great. Uh, he, he made some really big time catches for you. Um, we're going to get to the freshman here in a minute. I do want to save a segment for that, but we, we, we kind of talk about Mason Taylor as well in, in a minute, but, um, just, I want to, I want to give a shout out to the, the continuous feel good story for walk on Josh Williams. Yeah being one of the most consistent players, if not the most consistent throughout the season. Yeah. Uh, you know what you're getting from him every every game. You're getting effort. You're getting hard runs. You're getting a uh, pass blocker. Um, it's with a, with a running back group that's been as thin throughout the year and as, uh, you know, a question mark on the team, uh, you love to have a guy like Josh Williams in the room. Yeah. I mean, look. Josh Williams and John Emery made the two big play or made some really big plays there. Uh, the Emery touchdown catch for 30 yards. Uh, it was exactly what you want to see from him. The big play, uh, you know, kind of guy that, that I think LSU's really come to rely on a lot in those spots. Uh, and then Williams, the, the, the block that he made on that 25 yard run uh, for Daniels in overtime uh, really under the radar block there, but just an, an incredibly important play. Uh, to really open up the field for Daniels to score that touchdown. Uh, can't say enough great things about Josh Williams. He, I, you know, somebody pointed this out to me after the game, but is he the best walk-on, you know, especially from a running back's perspective that LSU's had possibly ever? I mean, he, he's been just the guy that you can really rely on uh, week in and week out. I think he's really established himself as a, I would say a 1A kind of guy. You know, he's not going to get the bulk of the work, uh, the bulk of the carries, uh, but he's going to be out on the field, I think, more than most of the other backs. I mean, he's been out there a lot uh, because of how much they trust him in pass blocking per situations. And you really needed that tonight when you had, you know, Will Anderson and Dallas Turner and that front seven for Alabama really making a, an impact early. Um, and, I, and I thought that those guys did a great job chipping. You know, they had – uh, Cole Taylor, they had Nick Stores, they had, uh, you know, of course, Mason Taylor, you know, chip in a little bit as well. Um, but just a really important aspect, I think, in that second half was LSU's pocket was extremely clean. You know, Jaden Daniels had a ton of time to throw the ball um, offensively, and I thought just a, a really well-rounded performance in the second half. You came in clutch 
uh, with some really big time plays. Uh, and you know, I mean, it's it's a it's a memorable game from the fact that LSU's offense just really really started clicking in the fourth quarter and overtime. Um, that that's going to be a final fifteen, you know, twenty minute stretch there that will not soon be forgotten. And I think a lot of it has to do with just the execution. Uh, and the personnel that LSU had out there. Um, it was just a really, really special performance. Yeah, and, um, you know, we can kind of move on to talk about the freshmen and use it as a little bit of a, a bridge Springboard. from offense to defense. Yeah, I agree. Um, and start off with Mason Taylor, who uh, after the after the game, you know, it was, it was fun. He, he walked in, immediately asked him about the play. He was like, you know, uh, to to quote him, he said, "You know, whenever they, whenever I heard the play call, my heart low key dropped," <laughs> uh, which is, you know, a lot of pre- it really is a lot of pressure to put on an 18 year old, yeah. someone that Brian Kelly has been talking about since camp about being so surprising, and you know, he had a rough start to the season, and now uh, he's had a couple of really, he's been the best red zone threat because they've been able to design these plays for him. And he uh, he's shown to be a really good route runner, which is what we saw in camp uh, was really surprising was his route running. And he's really been able to showcase that uh, on the goal line uh, and in the red zone this year. A big, big touchdown to put LSU in the lead at one point. And then, of course, the uh, catch on the two-point conversion. Mason Taylor uh, going to be a scary weapon if he can, continues to develop like this. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, the, those two catches there in the fourth quarter and overtime, I think, tell you all you need to know about the makeup of that guy. I mean, to do that as a true freshman, uh, I remember we I walked over to him and asked him a couple questions as well, just about that that moment and just not being scared of of that ball that's coming towards you. I mean, you, you think about it. We go back to game one, um, you know, against Florida State. You know, it was a it was a mistake on Taylor and on the left side of the offensive line that kind of kept LSU from extending that game uh, and seeing how far he's come since then, um, you know, probably a little bit overutilized in terms of volume and, and structure early in the season. They found just a really good niche for him to have some success here as a kind of a complimentary player. I think you, you could probably say that, you know, he's not getting – you know, five, six, seven targets like he was early in the year. Um, but he's making the most of the targets that he does get, and he's making sure that they're in uh, extremely uh, fortuitous situations for LSU. Um, so I, I was just really impressed with what, what Mason was able to do uh, today. Um, you know, we, we could talk about the freshman tackles, uh, Will Campbell and Emory Jones. Um, you know, I, I, the biggest thing that I wanted to see from those guys is what happens in the face of adversity. Uh, and early on, uh, Will Anderson had, you know, some, some really good success in, in the first half, uh, against Campbell and against Jones, but those guys responded so well in the second half. And honestly, one of the best answers that Kelly gave in that press conference after the game was talking about those two guys, you know, Will Campbell came over to the sidelines after you know uh, a whiffed play, a miss, a miss play, and Kelly talks about him coming up to him and saying, "Okay, coach, this is what I know I have to do uh, on this play." You know, he knew it right after the play happened. You know, he he's that smart, he's that intelligent uh, of knowing exactly what went wrong, how he can fix it for next time. Uh, and I thought that I mean, it was a really uh, you know a passionate kind of answer there from Coach Kelly because 
he, he's never he's put out a gr- lot of great offensive linemen in his career. I'm not sure that he's had you know two two true freshmen that have just been uh, this consistent for him uh, really in his whole career. Um, it's just been super impressive what those guys have done. Um, what what, do you, what was your takeaway with how those two guys handled that moment, particularly in the second half and in overtime when things were really clicking for the offense? Um, LSU won the game in the trenches, I think, on, on both sides of the ball. I mean, when you have freaks like Alabama has, you're going to give up. I don't think anyone expected them to win the entire game uh, against Will Anderson and Dallas Turner, who are two of the maybe the two best edge rushers in the country. Yeah. Um, 1A, 1B. Uh, they're both insane. So having two freshmen on the edge, you don't expect them to win every every single snap. But uh, again, like I mentioned, with the offense as a whole, they stepped up when it ma- mattered. They fought and they buckled down and came up uh, opening up running lanes when they needed. And, you know, they it's, it's just insane how LSU has uh, their future set for three years at at edge and you just don't have to worry about it and they're still bringing in so many high quality recruits at that position it's yep. uh, the future is super super bright for lsu's offensive line especially after two bad years yeah and and, and a lot of praise goes to brian uh, for brad to brad davis for that i mean he's mm-hmm. got these guys playing extremely locked in and, and in the unison and you mentioned i mean we LSU picked up a you know offensive lineman this week, DJ Chester, who's a top 100 player in the country, to you know, go along with Zalance Hurd and, and Tyree Adams. I mean, this this group is is going to be really special, I think, very soon. So um, I, that's it's great to see. Go for I, it. I I think that there was there was a there was a, a sentiment of LSU fans last year that were like, "Can Brad Davis even coach? Why is he the one sticking? The offensive line has been terrible." But if there is one coach that has the support of his position group and his players. Uh, and if there's a one LSU like position coach that stands out the most, it's Brad Davis. The offensive line loves Brad Davis. Yeah. Players would die for that man. And he has them super locked in playing at a super high level whenever it matters. And he's, uh, he's done a really good job turning around this LSU offensive line. Uh, in just one year. Very true. That's very, very true. And I think it probably leads us into now some defensive talk. Uh, and oh, yeah, I did want to, I wanted to Go shout out one, one second uh, while we're, before we move on from, from offensive line, uh, it got, kind of got lost in the, uh, the fray of things, but I uh, wanted to give a shout out to Charles Turner for the super smart play uh, to snap the ball and get the ball off offside. So that before they call the play dead, uh, which then led to the Eli Ricks pass. Uh, That's true. Uh, pass interference. It's a, a he- very heady play for Charles Turner, who uh, the question at, of him at center was how how he would handle the mental side of things. He's always been a good blocker, but it, it was the mental side of things uh, for him at center that really was the drawback. But uh, I wanted to give a shout out to him for a super heady play that really turned the tide of things. Yeah, and look, LSU had some success running the ball tonight. Um, most of it, I think, came on the outside. They were able to get to the outside a couple times and break up some big runs. But, um, yeah, a really solid offensive line performance, I think, overall uh, that really helped you get back into that game in the second half. Um, just moving on to defense, I mean, and we, we kind of have to start with 
the 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 other true freshman. I mean, Harold Perkins just continues to prove why he's going to be a future All-American, future, you know, he's going to be an all-freshman team on probably a lot of lists and 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 you know, boards at the end of this year. Um, could potentially find his way into an all-SEC team this year. I mean, he's been that important for LSU. He's been that special. I would say he's probably been LSU's best defensive player uh, the last month or so of the season um, because of how much they've been able to utilize him. I mean, we asked it, you know, Coach Kelly again today, just like, you know, what what about, you know, Harold Perkins has really allowed him to, you know, kind of stay on the field and Kelly just mentioned that he's just absolutely fantastic at getting into the backfield and creating havoc with these quarterbacks. You know, he has gotten now um, – he's gotten after Bryce Young a lot. He's gotten after uh, 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 the Ole Miss quarterback, Dart. He's, 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 he's played tremendous. Richardson, you know, at Florida, um, he has been um, an amazing, amazing uh, addition to this group uh, at, on a more consistent basis. Um, I, I, you've been high on Harold Perkins from really the start. I'll let you take away just kind of what, what you saw from him um, and just kind of what the, the future holds for this guy. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yeah, I remember I was sitting with uh, Brandon Olson, host uh, Locked on Gators at the Senior Bowl whenever uh, Harold Perkins was making his commitment. And it was uh, LSU or Florida. And as soon like. I just knew before he committed that Harold Perkins would come in and be just an immediate game wrecker. I mean, it's not a stretch to say he was a five-star commit, uh, obviously a freak. But, uh, yeah, I just knew it was it was going to be like this from the start. And it's, uh, it's really exceeded my expectations. He is just an absolute game wrecker. You can hold him. He's still going to get to the quarterback. He led the team in quarterback hits today. Uh, just really tormenting Bryce Young for a lot of this game. And again, it's crazy that we've spent 10 minutes talking about all of the true freshmen on this team. And Harold Perkins, the last one to get talked to, was the best one of all of them, Yeah, which is just crazy to say. He, I think he is probably LSU's best defender already. Um, and it's only going to continue to get better as I think he'll probably continue to mold into that edge rusher role, maybe put on a couple pounds. Yeah. Um, see, uh, and it, as he gets stronger to go with that speed, uh, he is a true like top 10 NFL pick whenever he's <laughs> after his junior season. Like it's, it's insane. Yeah. He has, uh, he has the tools to be an all timer. At LSU, yeah. I don't think that there's any debating that. Um, I saw I saw one tweet going around today that uh, you know he's the he's the first guy that you could look at and say, oh, he deserves to be wearing number forty. You know, after you know, kind of the career that Devin White had several mm-hmm. years ago, this is the guy that you know really should be following in that mold. Um, and and look, there was one play tonight where I was just totally just taken aback by it was he was getting held. Uh, 
uh, and, and he still found a way to get after Bryce Young and make the the play. Um, you know, make it, it make it a tough throw on him. I can't remember when exactly that was. It, it was um, towards the end. Yeah. And then there was that other play where Bryce Young escaped again. Harold Perkins was getting uh, getting caught at the line, and Harold Perkins again uh, never gives up on a play and goes and trips him up. Uh, yeah. For a, for another uh, tackle and yeah he's yeah he's just a freak and yeah. it's so fun to watch just visually like he's one of the most fun players I've ever watched play football with my own eyes yeah no I I agree he's just he's so electric when he's out on the field he really stands out um you know just a couple other quick thoughts defensively I thought the secondary held up extremely well as a whole um Jark Bernard Converse coming away with that interception in the first quarter was really a huge momentum changer uh, for LSU. Um, you know, you, you had, uh, you know, uh, Micah Baskerville uh, making that play on, on Young to make it kind of a tougher throw. And obviously uh, Bernard Converse able to make, you know, kind of come up with that, you know, interception in the end zone. Um, I, I was really kind of struggling to see kind of where the, you know, which receiver for Alabama would have the most impact. You know, I kind of came in thinking that Jameer Gibbs would be able to do what he did. You know, he was he was pretty solid tonight. I thought LSU did about as good a job as they could on him. You know, he was still, you know, the leader in catches. He still had over, I think, 165 total yards from scrimmage. Um, but, you know, what they were able to do, I think, is is really get that pressure on Bryce Young and when he did escape, I thought for the most part, the secondary uh, held up well on the back end. They gave up a couple of big explosive plays um, down the field. There's that one, um, you know, for Major Burns. Um, but the, the the thing that Major did was he didn't give up on the play. You know, he gave he got he gave up that little slant route there that broke free for 65 some odd yards. Uh, but he chased down the, you know, the receiver and got him down inside the 10 yard line. And LSU was able to make a stop and hold him to a field goal. And that was really the most important thing I think LSU's defense did all game long um, was whenever Alabama drove in that first half or even into the second half sometimes, they held Bama to field goals. There was only one time where Bama scored a touchdown uh, when they got into the red zone and they had five red zone trips and they only scored one touchdown and the rest were field goals or and the, and the interception. So that was extremely important for LSU and staying in this game. Um, you know, Bryce Young, they forced into 51 passes tonight and he didn't even complete 50% of his passes. You know, he was a little bit more inefficient, you know, the kind of the, Bryce Young that we haven't, you know, seen a whole lot of, you know, the guy completes 65, 70% of his passes on a religious basis. So, um, uh, on a consistent basis. So, uh, it was extremely important for, for LSU. I think the pressure really got to him, uh, forced him to, to make, to rush a couple throws. Um, but, but the secondary, I think held up pretty well as a whole. What, what, what were your thoughts, I guess, on the defensive scheme that Matt House drew up? Um, Throw the Dave Aranda contract at Matt House. Uh, <laughs> keep him. You, you got to keep him. I think no matter what this has been, um, you know, people are going to look at the final score and maybe think, oh, you know, Bama scored consistently and stuff. But no, they really the the defense really held them down. Uh, they really Matt House had Bill O'Brien reeling for most of this game um 
it was uh, it was a, a show of out coaching. Um, and Bryce Young had to do all he could to extend it. Uh, he just couldn't. And uh, yeah, I think a great performance by Matt House. Um, great performance by uh, Makai Wingo, who is another guy I think we talk about every week. Yeah. Uh, just a, a new newcomer that's making plays. He got credited with two pass breakups. Uh, he did tip that one ball that they said didn't get tipped uh, that ended up in a pass interference uh, near the end there, which was a questionable call. This game had a couple of questionable calls, but it ended yeah. up not biting LSU uh, too much. But Makai Wingo, uh, he had some crazy effort plays. Um, he had a really he, – he ended up closing out a tackle on the sidelines at one point after, you know, obviously being in the middle of things. Yeah, I think uh, Joe Fouché had another good game, which was good to see. Overall, I think pretty much everybody on the defense had a pretty good game. Sage Major Ryan Burns made the big uh, play. Sage, Sage Ryan, Ryan forced yeah, the fumble. Sage Didn't count, the f- but, you know, what are you going to do? Know. Yeah, <laughs> again, a couple of questionable calls. A freaky rule. Cost LSU a second turnover there. Uh, but, again, um, they held them to a field goal on that drive. So, you know, I think yeah. that's a win. Yeah, it was, uh, again, just overall, uh, B.J. Ojolari is as good as ever. Um, there's no one I could really point to that had a, had, a, had a tough game. Major Burns had some growing pains getting back into the lineup, uh, but even he never gave up, had that big uh, big stop that um, the J- on the Jace McClellan run, uh, run and catch where uh, Major Burns did give up some yardage there, but he was able to stop him for, uh, before he scored. We, we talked about him a lot uh, this season, and it's been deserved praise. But, you know, Makai Wingo, again, I thought had another nice night. Um, two two deflections, two pass deflections. Um, you know, he was, you know, an, an interior menace. You know, we kind of came in thinking that maybe Alabama would run to the outside, and they did. Jameer Gibbs had some really great runs on the outside. But, I mean, I think part of it also is because there wasn't much running room inside. And so um, you put a lot of pressure there on the on your linebackers and your edge rushers to kind of close that gap. And, you know, Gibbs had a nice night. You know, I thought he played well. Um, but I thought LSU's defense as a whole held up really well. Um, I, I, I do want to kind of close on this. Um, just the, the significance of this game, uh, the significance of this performance, um, what it means for the program moving forward i think it's just it's 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 going to be one of those things where it's going to take several years i think to really kind of truly understand the significance of this game um you know you can always be prisoner of the moment and say that's the greatest game i've ever watched at lsu and in tiger stadium um and i think it will go down as one of those games um but how lsu kind of shows what they can be from here uh, I think will truly show uh, what this what this program is going to look like under Kelly. And, and I, I think was... that I think we have two pieces of tangible evidence of why this game matters. Uh, I'll, I'll point to, to two things: ten oh six p.m. Steve Wolfong puts in a, a crystal ball for five star cornerback Desmond Ricks, and ten forty nine p.m. he puts in a crystal ball for five star running back Harlem Barry. Uh, and not to be lost, they also got a crystal ball to Charleston Collins earlier in the day. But you know, you have uh, we were jo- I was joking uh, with someone else who was who was covering the game. Like everybody I've ever wrote about and am going to write about is on the sideline 
uh, because it was a packed game of recruits, and they came out and and won and won impressively. I saw a bunch of recruits while I was in the middle of the field storming, uh, and they were having a blast. Trey Holly was climbed on top of somebody at some point. Like, yeah, just seeing all these players having fun and excited about coming to LSU, and all of the players taking to social media. This is a true LSU's been on the, on the climb. This is a true culture changing win. Yeah. Um, LSU has the chance to really i mean they have the chance to perform this year uh they have a chance they have the their destiny is in front of them to make the college football playoffs which is insane um but it just really makes you think about what these next few years under brian kelly are going to be like if he's found this much success in his first year yeah it's, it's a great point and look you know, one of the great videos that's circulating right now is is of Toviano watching the the final uh, play. Uh, he has his arm around or arms around, I guess, his parents or chaperones, somebody who was there with him. Um, and you can tell he is excited, like he is into that game, he is into that atmosphere. Um, and and this was just, I mean, for as big of a recruiting weekend as this was for LSU. You could not have asked for a more personable and more just absolutely fantastic showing of what can happen if you come to LSU. I think that the the, the message to the recruits after this game becomes so much more easier for LSU uh, as as they kind of see all these guys who came in for this game, um, you know, and, and who have you know big decisions ahead of them. LSU has got to rebuild this secondary. And they they want to do it with with freshmen, and I think guys like Ricks and Toviano and, and Ashton Stamps, and you know some of these guys that are already committed to LSU, uh, Dalen Austin, you know Jeremiah Hughes, these guys see that there's opportunity to play early. All you got to do is look at Perkins, look at Campbell, look at Jones, look at Mason Taylor. If you come in and you work hard, you're going to have an opportunity to see the field, and I think that is uh an extremely uh you know important message and in, 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 in recruiting and you know I, I kinda as you close here these final you know six weeks um it, it's just gonna be an extremely important time you know I think for LSU to continue to capitalize on this. Um but getting back on the team route, I mean you, you mentioned it a little bit, but LSU is in control of their own destiny. You know, they they got games now against, you know, Arkansas, UAB uh, in Texas A&M to close the year, they went out. They're in the SEC championship, likely playing Georgia, and I would say has a chance to be in the playoff mix. I mean, if they, if they, I mean, we're getting way ahead of ourselves here, but if they somehow beat Georgia, I mean, how do you keep a a two loss LSU team that's been on this kind of run, uh, you know, since you know early October out of the playoff? I, I just don't know how you do that. So, uh, just going to be a really Really interesting kind of next few weeks to kind of gauge what this team looks like in the short term, but no doubt the long-term play uh, it certainly is benefited, I think, from this win. It's just about how much is it going to be benefited from this win uh, in, in terms of their future in terms of what the program looks like. Um, you know, we're, we're kind of running here, uh, running up on time here. Do you want to touch on any last thing, anything that kind of stood out to you, or you think we're good to go? Um, you know, I think that we're, 
I think we've touched on every on pretty much everything. Um, yeah, yeah. Just what a win! What a night! Yeah, what a night! Uh, it's really just something that uh, I think is going to live on in this city for a long time. Like it's crazy to think about that, and it's a bit reactionary to think that, but it, it really is a huge, huge night. Um, it's a huge weight lifted off their shoulder too. It had been twelve years since they won against the Crimson Tide at home. I mean, they they had that amazing win in nineteen. That I mean, that was just a, a euphoric run that those guys had. This was and this was different. I mean, this was just felt different because it was at home. Might I say, there's not another team in the SEC this year that is like that 2019 LSU team. <laughs> that is a a singular experience. Yeah, um, that, that uh, we're likely not to see again for a long time. That burnt orange got very burnt today uh, in in, um, in Georgia. So I mean, hey, to... Georgia proved themselves. They're really, 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 really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're, they're really, crazy. Really they're crazy good. Um, All right. And yeah, no, this is the LSU is way ahead of schedule. I would say so. That's a good. That's a good final you know point to leave you on here is that LSU is ahead of schedule. The pro the future looks very bright, uh, and, and it's wins like this that really help you you know kind of fuel you into the future. So you, um, you mentioned it's it's a weight off of LSU's shoulders. It's a weight off of Brian Kelly's shoulders. No one can be hate, but he's never beaten. Nick Saban. Yeah. Uh, the next thing, I mean, he's never won a Power Five championship. Yep. He's never won a national championship, which are you know, let's see how this season plays out. But uh, you know, there it gives you hope that Brian Kelly can knock a few other marks off his uh, resume in the mm-hmm. next couple years. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's it's it's a great point. And um, with that, I mean, we're we're going to be back next week looking at uh, you know an Arkansas team that you know is is hemorrhaging right now. Um, you know, I think LSU is going to be in in some in a good position there. Uh, we'll certainly get you know some early thoughts on that next week. Um, but with that, enjoy the win, guys. You know, get out there, have a good Sunday, uh, and we'll certainly see you guys soon. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.